Good morning and a very warm welcome to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. Happy Father's Day to all fathers who are there, young, old, grandfathers. And those of you who are celebrating Father's Day, remembering maybe a father who has passed away, let it still be a celebration of Father's Day. Now, obviously fathers come in various shapes and forms, and I being one should know. But the thing is that whether you've had the most perfect father, and I've had a very, very good father, and I hope that I am a good father, although maybe the memoirs of my children may speak differently when they get round to writing them, but there is one father who is perfect, one father who loves perfectly, one father whose heart is all about his children, and that is our Heavenly Father. And so today, we are going to look at scriptures that speak about God as our Father. We're going to listen to hymns that speak about God as our Father. And let us reflect over this hour on who God is as Father. Very often we bring our own natural experiences, the relationship that we have had with our Father, as an understanding then of who God is as our Father. But as I said, you may have the most perfect Father. And yet, in their perfectness, they still fall short of who God is as our Father. One of the things that really, really impacted me was when we were expecting our firstborn to arrive 21 years ago. God just laid it upon my heart that now I would see him through a father's eyes to a child rather than a child's eyes to a father. And I can testify four children later, that there is much that I still have to learn as a father to emulate God as my father. But let us begin by starting with a hymn focused on the Lord's Prayer, or as otherwise known, the Our Father, as we spend this hour with him, celebrating God as Father. Next up, we're going to listen to the Lectionary Psalm for today, Psalm 116, which speaks about what the Lord, God our Father, does for us. Listen carefully as Charlize reads it to us. We're reading from Psalms 116. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me, the anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous, our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. 
you have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank-offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. I trust in God. I know he cares for me. On mountain bleak or on stormy sea, though billows roll, he keeps my soul. My heavenly Father watches over me. Midlands 183. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill, where we are celebrating Father's Day and looking at God as our Father. The concept of God as our Father is expounded more in the New Testament in Christ's teaching than it is in the Old Testament. Now, yes, there are references to God as Father in the Old Testament, one of those being, Sing to God, sing in praise of his name, extol him who rides in the clouds, rejoice before him. His name is the Lord, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. And we find that in Psalm 68, verse 4 and 5. But already in that expression of praise to God as our Father, we see that He is a God that is moved by compassion and love and care for the vulnerable in society. In the prophets, the prophets speak of God as Father. The rebuke that Jeremiah brings is that Judah, because Israel and Judah had parted ways, Judah was one that had called God Father, and yet had rejected him. Maybe that's a challenge for us today in our society. Are we people who recognize God as being Father, but yet reject him? Or are we a society that did recognize God as Father, but have chosen to reject him? In Isaiah, the people are crying out in repentance. In Isaiah 63, in verse 16, and they're asking God, But you are our Father, though Abraham did not know us, or Israel acknowledges, You, Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from of old is your name. And yes, in that passage, they're asking God, Where are you? Why have you deserted us? And of course, the reason that they were deserted was due to their disobedience. But more of that in a little while. First, let us go and consider this song. Father God, I wonder how I managed to exist without the knowledge of your parenthood and your loving care. In Isaiah 64, it goes and tells us in verse 8-9 that again, through poetry, prophetic poetry that is used in the book of Isaiah it says, yet you Lord are our father we are clay, you are the potter we are all the work of your hand, do not be angry beyond measure Lord do not remember our sins forever O Lord look on us we pray for we are all your people as I was looking and digging into hymns around the topic of God being our father it really struck me how many of those hymns are all written as a prayer. Seeking God, looking for God. And here is the people of 
Israel crying out to God in the book of Isaiah. Acknowledging that God is their father. God is the one who created them. That they were the work of his hand. And pleading for his grace and mercy. He's painting quite a harsh picture of God. But you see the thing was. It wasn't that God was the one being unmerciful or ungracious. No, the people were paying the price of disobedience. And their own actions had now got them into trouble. And like the prodigal son, they were coming to a point of where they came to their senses. They suddenly recognized and realized the error of their ways. And they were saying, God, in your mercy, do not be angry beyond measure. Do not remember our sins forever. Tell me this. When you think of God as Father, loving God, gracious God, merciful God, God of compassion, what way does your life look like? Because that ultimately is a question that all of us face. What does our life look like before a holy and perfect and pure God? But now for another hymn, and indeed, in that hymn, another prayer. As I said, when we consider God as our Father, Old Testament is more speaking of God as being the God of our fathers. Yes, there are the references which I referred to. In the New Testament, though, Jesus goes and brings God into being our Father. And we see this very, very evident in the Sermon on the Mount. And we'll look at this in more detail. But first, I just want to read something to you. Jesus, speaking about you, says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And now, suddenly it has moved from God being the God of our fathers to God being our personal Father in heaven. And this is something that we see over and over as we dig into Jesus' teaching, which we shall look at in more detail in a few moments. But first, another song. Midlands 103. Welcome back to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill, and a very happy Father's Day to you. We are considering God as our Father and what that means. And now we have moved from looking at various scriptures in the Old Testament and listening to various hymns, most of which of the hymns are actually forms of prayer, beseeching and seeking God as our Father. Now, as I said, we move into the teachings of Jesus, especially those that are contained for the present in the Sermon on the Mount. It is in the teachings of Jesus that God as Father becomes real, and God as Father becomes personal. Even though the Psalms, as we've said, refers to God as Father, more often in the Old Testament, God is referred to being the God of our fathers. 
but not as our personal father. But now we've moved into God being our personal father. We read that we as a people are to be salt. We are to be light. We are to be like a city on a hill. We are supposed to be people who bring fragrance to life. We are supposed to be people who bring flavor. We are supposed to be people who bring light. All, I would suggest, attributes of who God is and who God always was. And the reason that we are to do this, Jesus goes and tells us in Matthew in chapter 5, is that others would see our good works or our good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So that bears the question, when you think about God as your Father and the impact that God as your Father makes upon your life, does that cause others, when they look at you and the way that you do things, to glorify God, to give God praise? That is the challenge, is it not? I've said at the outset that very often we paint the picture of who God is as our Father by the experience that we've had with our earthly father. And for many, that can be very varied. From a father who is wonderful to a father who is completely absent or maybe abusive. And yet the scripture goes and tells us, in the case of an absent father, God himself is a father to the fatherless. You see, that begs the question that we need to ask, is who is God? Who is our heavenly father? But that is a topic that is too big for us to go and delve into today. The question is that in your experience, as I've said also earlier, are you someone who views God the Father as a child views the Father? Or do you view, do you consider God the Father as a parent, as a father to the child? Personally, as I've said, that has caused great growth in my own life as I consider my ups and downs and failings as a parent. I think I'm doing a fairly okay job, but in the light of God and who God is as Father, I can testify here that I fail miserably. And that's because of the picture that I have gleaned, that I have learned as I read scripture of who God, my Father, is. After all, did Jesus not go and look at his disciples and point to them and say, Your Father. Or as he spoke to the crowd, he went and said, Your Father. Implying that our Father in Heaven is indeed our personal Father. So who is he? That I would encourage you. I would exhort you. To go and explore for yourself. Don't be someone who's just taking at face value the words that ministers and priests and pastors such as myself go and say. But be like the people who were in Berea. That even when St. Paul was speaking to them, they went and checked out to see if everything he said was true. It says that they searched the scriptures diligently. They didn't just take him at face value. They found out for themselves. And I would encourage every one of you to go and find out who God is for yourself. And then as a result, 
maybe something like this song would be the prayer of your heart. consider what Jesus is doing here. Jesus is challenging the people of the New Testament and then by default he's challenging us that as God is our Heavenly Father it insinuates that we are his children. We have been adopted into his kingdom and as a result of that then we are brought up in his ways to live as he lives. And that's what the essence of the Sermon on the Mount is. And so when we read in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48, it states, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. It's bringing that relationship right in that is no longer a distant God, is no longer a God of religion. It's personal, not private, but personal. And here we are, now communing with God. 
And it gives us great comfort because Jesus also goes and tells us that our Heavenly Father knows everything that we need even before we ask Him. And so we don't need to worry. That's what He's saying. Isn't it wonderful to think that our Heavenly Father knows what we need even before we ask? All we need to do is ask. Think about it. Midlands 183 Welcome back to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And a very happy Father's Day to you all. Whether you are the one who is the father or whether you are the one celebrating your father. May it be a happy Father's Day. Today we are considering God as our father. And we have looked at the Old Testament readings of that. We've looked in brief at the Sermon on the Mount and we continue to look at that in this section but first a hymn so as we go through the sermon on the mount over and over again we have jesus speaking about our heavenly father your father your father your father and this is what he goes and says in regarding to giving be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them if you do you will have no reward from your father in heaven so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I've mentioned already about that God already knows our needs, our Heavenly Father knows our need, even before we ask. But even in prayer, we are encouraged to go into our room, to pray to our Father who is unseen in a secret place, and then what is done in secret will be rewarded. Then Jesus goes and teaches his disciples how to pray using the words, Our Father, which was the song that we went and used to go and open our show today. In regard to forgiveness, there's a word of warning by Jesus that as we forgive others, as is in the prayer, that's how God is going to forgive us. But if we do not forgive others their sins, then God withholds his forgiveness from you and me. In regard to fasting, again, we're told that this is just an act that is between God and us. We're not supposed to broadcast it to all. In fact, we're supposed to be able to go about our daily business and no one will be any the wiser of us fasting. And again, he will reward us for what we have done in secret in regard to fasting. Then there is that famous passage of scripture which we all know in Matthew 7 about asking and seeking and knocking. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And whoever seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you if your son asks you for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus is making the comparison between us as earthly fathers and he actually goes and causes evil making that comparison with God as our father and yet he goes and says even though you're evil even though the inclinations of your heart is towards evil 
yet you still know how to give good gifts to your children. So if you're able to give good gifts to your children, how much more is God, who is good, going to give good gifts to his children, if we ask? So this Father's Day, as you consider the words of Jesus, as you consider who God is, do you come away going, you know, maybe I need to figure out who God is really as my Father. Maybe I've judged God too harshly against the experiences that I've had myself with my earthly father. Maybe you've had a very, very good father, as we've said. But yet, in comparison to the benevolence of God, our Heavenly Father, there is no comparison. God is someone who comes to you as a compassionate God, loving God, faithful God, a just God, a holy God, but yet longs to have intimacy and relationship with you. How well do you know your Heavenly Father? That is the question that we need to ask. That is the challenge I throw out to you today on this Father's Day. How well do you know your Heavenly Father? We've only touched briefly on various descriptions that Jesus gives us as he goes through the Sermon on the Mount of who God as our Father is. But here's the question. How well do you know God? How well do you know your Heavenly Father? I hope if nothing else, I have encouraged, stimulated, created curiosity within you to discover who God is is not in the light of your experience but in the light of what it says in his word so folks at this point all that's left for me to say is thank you for listening to heartlands here in midlands 103 with me the reverend nigel gill and until next time may the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you show you grace and turn his face towards you and give you peace amen midlands 183